Hi there, everybody. My name is Jack Stedren, and I'm your host for Nearly Clickbait. I'm here joined by Catherine Anger, Shoamit Topawala, and Noah Bosch. Uh, fun fact, we are all part of the Sideshow uh, program in Telecasters, and everybody but one person in this room uh, is part of Turn. That one person, me. And I feel like uh, I've been brought here to be pressured into joining Turn next semester, which... Uh, that is absolutely correct. This yes. is an intervention. This is an intervention. Uh, I knew it. I, I've, been play, I've been played like a cheap violin, y'all. I'm, like a I'm fiddle. A fiddle. Dang. Well, okay, so um, today's subject is going to be about the end of the semester closing thoughts. And uh, maybe we reflect on like what we wish we had done more a little bit and uh, what our plans are for next semester so noah take it away Hi. so i am actually the head writer for sideshow and i've been so for the past uh, i think three years now this is this is my third year uh and it's been really amazing to watch sideshow grow uh and honestly well take a dive also during the pandemic unfortunately as did every show you know it was not an easy time out here but uh sideshow has always been you know the coolest avenue to watch because it is so broad uh, and it usually actually brings in the most people because, you know, it's our version of SNL. It's super accessible and which allows creativity to really thrive there. I think especially this year, it's been really nice to see we've been able to get scripts from and then also produce a lot of things from newbies, like people who were there this year, uh, like who, people who are new to Telecasters this semester. We've been able to produce stuff, which is really, really great we often only are able to produce stuff from the people who bring pe bring stuff in, like bring scripts in, which is often just uh, people who have been there for a while. And I know there's like this nerves thing with, you know, writing scripts when you aren't, haven't been in the room for a while. So it was nice to see a bunch of newbies uh, step up and it brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. I know that um, like Elijah has, you know, like in our, two, in our most recent sketch, which is a, uh... Well, two small blackout sketches. I know Elijah. Did did he write both of them? Or I know no, he, so wrote, he wrote. He wrote one. "What's Your Sign." Yeah. He wrote "What's Your Sign." Yep. And that was incredible. I mean, well, also just. I mean, I, this is my first time like being part of anything with the Telecasters, so I'm not sure of what the input or the output rate uh, is. Mm -hmm. But I will say this is. I feel like this has been a very uh, productive semester for because we we've had a. Let's see. We had students union. We've had. Uh, these nuclear are fumble for sideshow you're talking about, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we had a nuclear fumble, which uh, Shamit and Catherine both wrote, and that was so much fun to be yeah. a right. part of <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh my god, I, I have to say, the I, alien mask. The alien mask. I have net. <laughs> Kath, I, that that. How did we come up with that? We just came up with that because I think I think it was more like a thing. Like originally, the idea was like phone tag between like all the different secretaries, and then Noah just came up to us and was just like, "Yeah, you need something a little bit more bizarre here to like really sell this." And then we're just like, "What's the weirdest montage we can come up with?" So, for context, uh, people, uh, Shama and uh, Catherine came up to me with an idea for a script uh, just about you know essentially phone tag uh, around the nuclear launch codes that had been lost by an incompetent president, uh, and just. <laughs> The initial idea that they pitched was that the president loses the nuclear launch codes, can't find them, and so they just decide to nuke the White House. No, <laughs> just... uh, they nuke. Uh, we nuke Canada. Canada. Well, no, no, your initial idea. Yeah, was the to initial nuke was White House. House. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I remember and it, and that. It turned yeah. out that they just, you know, they're, they're, that script grew so much from the initial concept was great, but the growth in it from simply 
the president loses the nuclear launch codes and then decides to nuke the White House, turned into, you know, aliens are involved, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Play by, entire... play, 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 play by yours truly. Yeah, and then there's an entire, you know, there's an entire section where we're at war with Canada. You know, we have multiple Tim Hortons advertisements throughout the entire thing. So that was really cool to see the evolution of that sketch and just what bouncing ideas around in a room full of people can truly do and can, you know, it can create a work of art, you know, from even the most basic of concepts. And that was really beautiful. And the final product, too, was, like, really, really good, too, because um, Danny added at the end, uh, like, when uh, uh, DJ, he played um, the Prime Minister of Canada and um, (laughs) spoke with a very... uh, very thick French accent, and so um, uh, Danny added uh, subtitles, uh, <laughs> deciphering what he was gonna say. But like he had he had spelled phones like P H E A U X N E S. I actually have something about it. So my friend is actually Canadian, and he told me he was amazed by the accuracy of that sub, like that subtext. Oh, no, Danny does oh, wow. his research. It, it was it was subtitles were not done just yeah. Like, on a whim. He was like, it was amazing. He loved it. <laughs> no, there's a lot of effort that went into Nuclear Fumble, and it shows, um, as you know, as with all of our sketches. But I think uh, I just wanted to shout out, you know, Shama and Catherine. I know you're here with me, but and the thing is, like, Nuclear Fumble is not an easy sketch. No. I was so worried about it. I'm like, how are you guys going to get gonna any get of full, this done? How are we going to get a full cast? <clears throat> I mean, is this your first we... time directing, question mark? Um, right. Well, I mean, I did direct tape record for turn uh, spring semester, mm. but that was literally, like, me acting in it directing yeah. it doing all the story you had never had to like, direct other yeah. people because you had to direct i think like what six or seven people uh through multiple scenes with props and just with you know different kinds of lighting and whatnot so it was tough can you guys talk about that like what was that like uh it was my first time directing so <laughs> i don't it was it was challenging i um i don't know how i did it <laughs> But Catherine was a big help. Yeah, it was it was nice because I was doing it with someone else for the first time, you know, instead of doing it alone. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, doing it for the first time and like sort of like making the vision as a team really helped because it's just like if you miss that thing, you have somebody else there who like also knows the vision very well and is able to uh, sort of account for that. Um, yeah, just with managing that many people. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was definitely a challenge, but, like, just sort of taking a methodical approach to making sure that, uh, like, address this thing, address this thing, address this thing, make sure people know what they're doing, and then if we're ready for at least a rehearsal, then you're able to move on from there, I think. Sort of, like, just having, like, your sort of, like, to-do list, like, laid out in your mind and as, like, a... um an instinct or a practice that you take with it um, is very helpful. I think another thing we learned is that things aren't always going to go to plan. Like, you have to, like, improvise on the spot. Because, yeah. like, some things, like, we couldn't do it exactly like the script, but it turned out well because we just, like, went mm-hmm. with the flow on what worked that day. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned before, uh, three out of four people in this room are, uh, or at the desk, I should say, are part of TURN. But Waited was... um. Uh, our most recent shoot that will uh, likely be out um, end sometime of next week, soon. sometime soon, sometime, sometime in December. Soon. Yeah, optimistically next week or like early finals week, but during December most likely. Um, and then we do have uh, two other projects uh, 
one that we have already released that we released on Halloween, Out of the Corner of Your Eyes, starring Shamit. Um, and then also uh, Descending, directed by Noah, which is going to be coming out next week. So, yeah. Um, oh, Out of the Corner of Your Eye was a trip. We That was a 10-page um, horror short uh, created by Mason Allen. Uh, so it's written and directed by him. Uh, he's usually on the podcast here, but unfortunately could not join us today. Uh, Mason, you did a fantastic job. That was a tough script. We knew it was going to be tough, uh, but we got it done. It looks great. We're hoping to get some Albie Awards for that, uh, which is the Telecaster's version of the Oscars. I think it's worth worthwhile of it. Um, definitely has some very great uh, practical effects, too, <laughs> from Turn's very own Genevieve. Great work on that Genevieve. Yeah, and it, it's a shame that... Uh... She couldn't be here today, too. But um, hopefully we'll have her in studio very soon. Yeah. Now, the process of uh, creating shoots for um, and productions for Turn, how does that differ from uh, working with other shows, say, Sideshow or Video Now? Um, in terms of, like, I mean, do, are they, are they like, longer productions and they're longer? I think the biggest thing is, yeah, definitely the length. Uh, I'm going to be going off of Out of the Corner of Your Eye. Uh, length and continuity; those are the big, those are the biggest difficulties because, you know, with sketches you're kind of working to get it done. I don't think I've ever done a sketch that's taken more than one day, and not even a sketch that's taken more than four hours to film. But you know, with out of the corner of your eye, that took two six-hour shoots and then like one two-hour shoot. You know, and that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to ask of people, and it's and it's a real set. You know, and I'm not saying that sketches aren't, but there's a certain level of just like having to take things more seriously. Because, you know, in a sketch, if, like, if something is off, you can almost sometimes spin that comedically. Uh, you know, obviously you want to have good audio, want to have good lighting, but, you know, if Abraham Lincoln needs to wear a mask, that's funny. You know, yeah. we, we could potentially spin that to be funny. But, you know, when you're taking yourself very seriously, your quality kind of has to be higher. Um, you have to pay more attention to details and to continuity because if you start messing up, it's not ha-ha funny, it's just, ah, crap, this is not good. But, um, so it, de- it definitely, it's pretty exhausting sometimes, but I think, the, you know, the end product, especially with um, Out of the Corner of Your Eye, it's very satisfying to see everyone's creative vision, especially, you know, Mason Allen, who was very ambitious, and I'm glad that he was, because uh, I think it turned out well because of that. So. And I can, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, w- I think it's good that you said, you know, we have to take ourselves a little more seriously with that. I mean, more so than just the fact that one's drama slash horror slash thriller and one's comedy, but there's like a different level of sophistication that comes with, uh, with making something you know a lot more serious. Um, now, um, in terms of uh, output, um, how how many uh, different uh, turn productions has there been this semester? Uh, there have been three, um, excluding. Uh the one that we put out over the summer, over on episode two. Uh, there have been three specifically isolated to this semester. Um, out of the corner of your eye, descending and weighted. Uh, yeah, so it definitely takes a lot longer since we are dealing with longer form content. However, there are ways to um, make, sort of put it out quicker. Like for example, audio plays. So those take much shorter since we aren't dealing with like all of the different visual aspects. It's um, and then descending the shoot for that was, like, just running through the entire script all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, so it does take longer to produce the content, but that is because we have to. It's more uh, professional, or yeah. takes more like yes professional setting, <laughs> versus like um I don't know in sideshow like it's like, very... yes compared to um I'm sorry to cut you off um I don't know yes compared to sideshow like because like we're doing it so quickly we can allow for that like sort of like those mess ups can be funny as was said before like that allows for room for improvisation but like turn we are very specifically like following these scripts trying to get these visions as uh the director wants it and that takes more time to like make sure everything's perfect before the camera rolls so i was about to ask uh shana because the whole thing with improvisation is especially with like acting uh in the more comical sketch comedy things that everyone else does um I feel like, you know, the acting is a lot different because you can, you know, you're on your role, but you kind of get to play around with it a lot more. Uh, you know, it's, and if it doesn't come off great, you know, again, it's a sketch comedy. People will probably find it funny no matter what. But I want to kind of hear from Shamed about acting in a, you know, like a serious role. This is something where you have to display terror. You have to display, you know, you were shivering and had to cry out at one point. You know, what, what was that like having to do that in front of a decently large crowd of crew? Yeah, it was my first time like seriously quote-unquote acting because I've acted a lot in um sideshow and Beaumont and stuff like that and it's different when you're acting comedy for me personally comedy is a lot easier because that's what like I feel comfortable with but like Mason text or I think it was you that messaged me to be the lead on um no that was Mason oh that was Mason oh okay the Mason messaged me to be at the lead on out of the corner of your eye and I was like I wanted to try something different because I wanted to um be more involved this year and just you know try different things so i was like yeah and then when i got to set i was like wow this is like a lot different than what i've been doing usually you know with sideshow and it was it was a lot like i remember the first time i had to scream i <laughs> i hit a specific note <laughs> and i was like <laughs> yeah for the record that was my first time screaming like on cue <laughs> so i i didn't know how to do it but yeah but then i it got it got easier as it went on. Like, as I went more and more, I got more used to it, and it was easier. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot harder, and it takes a lot more concentration and, um, like, focus to act like that because you have to believe you're in the part, like, versus just being comedic to yourself, if you know what I mean. But, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Noah and I believe Kat, you, you are both um, uh, turn and sideshow, or not sideshow, just turn and... Um, Telecaster veterans. Uh, it, in terms Noah's, I'd say Noah's uh, more of a veteran than I am. But... <laughs> well, okay, so I feel like, uh, how do you feel that the uh, the pandemic and now we're in this post-pandemic kind of purgatory, I guess is what, what we'll call it, maybe a, a sort of <laughs> pandemic limbo. Um, how do you feel like that's like impacted um, Sideshow and Turn as shows i mean especially turn because turn is a lot more of a serious and a lot more dedicated and very more professionally driven uh production how do you feel that um like producing stuff during uh the before the before the, the before times uh before the pandemic and then um you know now in 2021 after the whole world's been turned upside down so I was actually no pun, before, no pun intended. Uh, before I was the term producer, I was actually the producer for Beaumont uh, for my sophomore and junior year. So I got to experience you know what producing was like uh, in my junior year, and uh, sorry, experience what producing was like during the pandemic during my junior year. 
Uh, and it was not fun, uh, especially coming off of sophomore year. We with Beaumont, we had a probably a very dedicated group of like twenty to twenty five people that would I could count on to show up for shoots and show up to meetings. Uh, and then during the pandemic, that dropped down to like eight, nine, because it was all it was all virtual, it was all over Zoom. And that, you know, Beaumont was the biggest show sophomore year. And so, we, you know, if we decreased by that much, pretty much every single show just lost at least half of its base, which really sucks. Um, and we were, I was, I was very worried about a lot of shows, uh, turn especially. And that was of no fault of, you know, Harrison, they were the previous turn director. And I think they won actually uh, producer of the year that <laughs> year, as they very much deserved. Good job, Harrison. Yeah. But, I, you know, I was, I was just like, you know what, Beaumont, comparatively to every other show, uh, is in a good place. You know, eight or nine people, that's still enough to run a show. Turn is on its last legs right now. I know that I can bully people in the shows. So I was just like, huh, I'm going to give up Beaumont, which, you know, which was a really hard decision to make. And that's, you know, I feel like everyone's had to face very difficult decisions in the pandemic. So I'm privileged to say that this is one of the harder decisions I had to make during that time. So... I left Beaumont in the great hands of Tori, uh, and I knew she would really do a great job, and Colin Higgins, and they're doing a great job right now, and I moved to turn. Uh, and I gotta say, everyone's bounce back, every show's bounce back has been great. Really, really great. You know, we're all producing content on a consistent basis. It's been hard, you know, that we are almost up to the production rate that we had sophomore year, but, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us a little bit of leeway. But I think um, it's it takes a lot of just mental energy because you know as a producer especially during the pandemic you had to be so energetic because nobody else was and understandably so you know the world is a mess you know so you had to kind of be that light you know that people were reaching to uh because you know if you did not have the energy to make your show go on it just wouldn't you know so i want to shout out to all the producers that made it through that time and thank you for keeping your shows alive because we could very well either not have telecasters at all or very very least not have a couple shows that we have right now without that energy not saying like this exact time but by you know like 2022 um once there are you know a whole new you know a whole new group of uh people coming in i mean even with next semester alone just there's new people coming in but uh once we're you know probably around maybe fall of 2022 you probably think that we might be back to that old, you know, the good old times with uh, in terms of big crews and uh, energetic people willing to, like, you know, get back out there and um, produce just produce amazing content. Yeah, I, it's been very exciting to see a lot of the uh, newbies that are coming in, you know, especially the freshmen. Um, and we have a lot of people who are very dedicated telecasters. They love what's going on. And I think. You know, the, the current group of seniors that are in Telecasters, you know, who had to watch it go through the pandemic are, we're very excited. Because uh, it seems like this new group of people that are essentially going to supersede us once we leave um, value Telecasters and what it brings and, you know, the education that it can give to people. And I think we're leaving it in good enough hands where if we continue at the rate that we're going right now, especially if we have a very good um, spring recruiting semester, we will be back up to, if not grander than we were our soft than our sophomore year which would be awesome to see you know i'm hoping to you know as as hopefully an alumni that stays in contact with everybody it'd be really nice to see uh the growth that at least it seems to be happening already so i'm excited for the future yeah now speaking to all three of you um not just in turn or in sideshow 
Uh, but with the Telecasters, it, it can be for individual shows um, that you're involved with. Uh, what do you, what is something that you guys want to accomplish um, as producers, as writers, as actors, actresses in 2022? Um, one thing I really want to do is write an action short or film because one, I, I love Marvel. <laughs> I am a big Marvel fan. And one of my favorite scenes from Marvel is that, I don't know if you guys know, but Captain America versus the Winter Soldier in Captain America 2 that fight scene was beautifully made, and I that inspired me to make something of something similar because I really think that would be really cool. But yeah, another thing I definitely would like to see as a producer is you know I do appreciate that we are doing these longer projects, but I would like to do them more consistently. Like definitely do a more um, staggered approach to production, at least with turn, because um, I definitely uh, we did start to do that towards the end of uh out of the corner of your eyes uh post-production um with starting pre-production on descending but um even though like we were like very heavily in the edit for that we probably might have been able to um maybe like move that pre-production back and start earlier so that we could have a more staggered content schedule instead of releasing two things in December yeah. <laughs> at the very last minute. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm sure with, you know, Noah's prediction of having a much bigger cast in 2022, I'm sure that will be a lot easier to uh, to achieve. Yeah, Catherine and I over the break are actually deciding on what script we want to start with because uh, that really helped us out. Since we didn't have to, with Out of the Corner of Your Eye, Catherine and I chose to do that one before the year even started. So we were able to get right to it instead of having to go through the process of reading scripts, then choosing it, then starting. So we're going to be doing that again this semester. And then just whatever, when these newbies come in, we're going to immediately have a project for them to start on. Another thing I'd like to do is like continuing blending uh, Term Presents like we did last year with um, our bigger projects. Like we, I guess we kind of did that with Weighted, but like that wasn't like a Term Presents. Like that was... Like, we had, like, seven people in a small room making a one-page uh, short film. Uh, but it was, but, like, maybe, but, like, maybe, like, even, like, smaller crews. Like, make smaller projects, intersperse them with the bigger projects. And I think that would be a great way to get um, more content and as well as, like, sort of diversify people's experiences with different roles on set. I want to write that action script for turn because it's nice, more serious. Do. I kind of know. I kind of want you to be starred in it. I kind of want you to be the because um, I want to be in it too, just because I want to do an action sequence. Sean, oh, I could not even fake punch you. That'd be so hard. It would be so cool though. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I would absolutely love to do action uh, again. I've done it a couple times before, and it's very fun. Yeah. Uh, so you know, what what's kind of your plan with that? You know, how are you writing it? What are your inspirations? Um, I'm going to write it probably over Christmas break. I know I told you I would write it over summer break, but that mm-hmm. didn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had, I've been very busy, but, um, yeah, I want to write it over Christmas break. I want to get, cause I know you gave me some advice and some examples to go off of. So I want to do a layout and I kind of want to, I'll take, I'm going to take inspiration from that Captain America fight scene, but like mm-hmm. I already have like a plan laid out. Like, you know, it's going to be, I won't spoil it, but yeah, the beginning I already have laid out, but like I got to get into the fight sequence and i really don't know how to do that because you like practice because i know in official movie sets they have to practice the choreo for the fight sequence right so how does that work if it's more like martial arts based versus weapons based but yeah 
That'd be that's definitely something too. You know, the internet is your friend in that case. Where I'm sure TikTok, YouTube, Google itself, like you know, there are millions of videos with people. I'm sure that you know want to talk about that. Or I'm sure maybe with even the Captain America movie itself, if you have that on DVD, I'm absolutely certain because that movie is so heavy focused on you know fighting with weapons and fighting fist to fist. They probably have like a behind the scenes thing where they kind of demonstrate how that occurs. You know? I think they have the exact fight sequence behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You should, so let me checking that out could be a good avenue for that. But I'm excited. Do you have any you have any sketches planned? Um, for like sideshow, mm-hmm. I want to write more comedy. So probably sideshow. Um, I'm really I have fun writing comedy. I wrote a lot of sketches during quarantine, but I guess because quarantine happened, I couldn't. So maybe I'll take some ideas from that and like remake them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This next uh, segment is just. I'm going to ask uh, all of my lovely guests to plug whatever they're working on. And, uh, well, take it away, guys. So, for turn, uh, be on the lookout. Um, Sending is coming out the week of December 5th. And then be on the lookout for Weighted during Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be on the lookout on the uh, turn MSU Instagram for uh, behind-the-scenes uh, footage and stills from Weighted. Yep, follow at turn msu or it's msu turn one of those i can't remember right now i think it's msu turn. i think it's msu turn yeah. yep follow at msu turn We're sorry emma platforms. sorry emma uh it's confusing Sama? um i don't know what i have to pl- i mean i guess the next sketch i'm probably gonna write is for sideshow so follow sideshow um i will probably write something i have a starbucks theme sketch in mind but yes oh i can't wait to hear that <laughs> We're coming for all of the coffee chains. It's oh, it's going to be so funny. I, I don't know. Nobody is safe. First Tim Hortons and now Starbucks. Bruh, I, I, will, I love roasting corporations. I will do it oh. all day, every day. Critiques I'll... of capitalism in my sketch comedy show? <laughs> I have another one for Apple, too. <laughs> well, don't go to Bigby because they're, you know, East Lansing based um, and that's true. started by Michigan State students. That's but, true. Wait, really? Yeah. In uh, the 90s. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Still a megacorp, but good for them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Noah, anything to plug? Uh, Fiction filmmaking, capstone, boom. Follow the Broken Diamond film on all platforms. That is not Telecaster-related, but my Telecaster-related plug is to follow Turn, follow, you know, Sideshow, follow Beaumont Bulletin, follow all the shows. Please just give them all a follow. Everyone in Telecasters does such a wonderful job and puts out uh, incredibly impactful content. And, you know, we... Honestly, uh, the amount of work that we put in after the pandemic and having to recover from all that is just genuinely impressive, and everyone's working so hard. So please give them all a follow. All right. I am Jack Stedron, your host today for Nearly Clickbait. Have a great night. See you next week.